Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. To give it to James Robinson. He's got it in more. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown on fourth down. James Robinson broke loose for the score. It's a great win against a, a, a really good football team. This is a, this is a you know a playoff caliber football team. And we believe in what Doug is doing. Empty backfield. Trevor drop. Looking, looking, scrambling to the right. Still looking, scrambles. Fires to the back of the end zone. Caught in the back of the end zone. Touchdown to Zay Jones and the Jags have extended the lead. We believe that. This team will be different. You know, it's something we talk about quite a bit is creating turnovers. Herbert drops the throws, another blitz. Looking, looking. He's going to get hit. He's going to set the balls out. The ball has come out. He was sacked and the ball popped out. They have forced another turnover in Chargers territory. What a job by this Jaguars defense. Gosh, we started the game, you know, again today with a couple of, couple of turnovers. <laughs> the defense, if they keep creating uh, turnovers like they're Play doing. Play dropping a throw. Herbert throws it out to the left side. That ball is picked off. Good things will continue. To I just think he's, he's, he's fitting into the scheme, fitting into the defense. He's understanding his role. He's settling in. A tremendous player. He had a heck of a pass deflection there, you know, down the field late. Just, uh, he's a good football player, kind of settling into his role. It is tipped and then picked off by the Jaguars to the five-yard line. It was batted and then picked off. Devin Lloyd, another interception. You know, it was good that we made the adjustments at halftime and and, and really, um, you know, came back in the second half and, and, and finished those drives in the end zone. Rolling right is Trevor, firing toward the end zone. That ball is going to be caught for the touchdown! Yeah, I think our confidence has been really high, honestly, the whole season, every game we've played in. And you see that on the field and the confidence that the coaches have in us too, you know, went forward on fourth down multiple times, didn't get one of them early, but that's all right. Still the same plan, stay aggressive, um, and the guys handled it really well. Dropping is Trevor, looking, fires corner of the end zone, that ball is going to be caught for the touchdown in the back of the end zone! I think the way we've, we've played, you can't deny that we're, that we're a really good team. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't, doesn't really matter what, what it says about us. We know who we are. Uh, our, our only goal on Sunday is to go win the game. And what other people think about us doesn't really matter. Every week we're going to prepare the same way. Uh, we're going to be ready to play. And, and we got a bunch of competitors, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's the so what, now what mentality, right? And, you know, wins are great in this league and they're hard to come by and we, we like them. But, you know, again, it's my job to make sure that the goals and the ambitions and the things that we're trying to get done stay in front of the football team. This boy got a hit. Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DeRocco, and E to the T. All right, there taking us back to late September. Uh, I believe it was late September when the uh, Jags were on the West Coast versus the LA Chargers. Doug Peterson had something right in there for sure. Uh, that is a playoff caliber team that the Jaguars beat. As you see, they're coming in this weekend for that playoff matchup. Jags won that one 38-10. How's it going to go this time around? We'll discuss that today with none other than ESPN's Mike DiRocco, Tony Smith, and E.T. are here. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. What's up? Not much. How's everything? Just getting ready. It's a playoff week, man. We yeah. haven't done this in a while. I know. Almost <laughs> forgot. Uh, E.T., are you 
You good? And you haven't been with us for a playoff game, have you, on Jaguars today? Oh, uh, you were here in that 17 run, right? No, no. So it's all new to me. So I'm going to act like I've been there before. Sight? No. Come on, somebody. Yeah, well, this is how you would act if you had been there before. I talk would to him, Mike. Imagine. Talk to him. So ET is ET, no matter what the circumstances. Good morning, D Rock. Gentlemen, how are we? Uh, I thought you might slip up and just because it, it was such a common occurrence, you might just buy us breakfast and bring it in today. <laughs> oh, Didn't oh, work out that way. That was such a funny line. <laughs> Didn't work out that way. <laughs> did not work out that way, I no. Saw. But I did realize as I was walking in here, oh, I don't have anything to eat right now. No, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, none of us uh, have provided. I but... did finish second overall, though, right? I did. Uh, you did, okay, which right, first so loser. I feel good about yeah, that. Yeah, first loser. So. First loser. I'll, yeah, I'll take all, that. As we're all losers to, last to Tony loser. this year. So we've all – no one's been a repeat winner. Uh, no. no. You won yeah. it, I won it, Taylor won it, and Tony's won it. Yeah. Which means next year is easier. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I bought breakfast the least, so I won. <laughs> Did he? I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll have, have to go back and look. Yeah, go I'll have to go back and look, too, go ahead. on that, because I, I didn't buy I it all that often. I five or six. I'm not sure. I want to say I've, maybe three, possibly four on the high end. I know I had two in a row early in the year, but either way, mm-hmm. you know, breakfast bowls in the books. Uh, so are my tickets to give away. Uh, I've given those away as of last night. So sorry if you were not the one who was selected to get those. And uh, I really came down between two. I'm not going to tell the person who just missed out because that's cruel. You know, if I happen to score another pair of tickets uh, in the next couple of days, this person doesn't know it, but I'd give them to him. But, uh, you know, do you get any tickets you want to give me to give away? <laughs> <laughs> are you getting? Are, do you get asked by people like when it's a bigger uh, Jaguar game? Hey, uh, you got anything? No, that never happens. No, right? Never. He says sarcastically. <laughs> never. I my phone yesterday was blowing up like crazy in the afternoon. Hey, uh, like, do you think they just start printing extra tickets for me? You know, and and here here's a stack. Don't don't tell anybody. It used to be. Like I used to get it a lot too when I covered the University of Florida when they were good. No one wants Florida tickets now. Um, but uh, when they were good, you know, I'd get requests like that a lot, and it's like it'd be a request of from like someone my wife works with, and it's like, why would I? I mean, like if I had free tickets, it probably would go to somebody that I know, like, am close to, or something, not someone that I barely know. Well, that, there's that. I may buy. I think I may get back on the uh, season ticket train next year. You know, because, like, I just, like, if my wife doesn't go to the game, I end up giving the tickets away, right? So, which is fine, but on the occasions, like, a few years ago, I had them for, like, a three-year stretch, and they were, sometimes they were good. I had them in 17, for instance, had them in 18, and after after the Patriots game, you couldn't even get face value back on your tickets. (laughs) You know, you couldn't. Uh, At least I couldn't. So, um, you know, I'm not looking to just throw money away for no good reason, you know, my wife and uh, a friend of hers would go probably to maybe half the game, something like that, realistically. And then what am I going to, you know, if I could uh, at least break even on a couple of the other ones and then, and I think next year it's pretty uh, favorable home schedule, pretty attractive, you know, a lot of good opponents coming in. So I may jump back in the bandwagon with a lot of other people, which I'm sure the Jaguars are happy to take Welcome as many bandwagon season ticket buyers. Will. No doubt, right? Interested to see how much the tickets rise, price-wise. Because yeah. they're going to, obviously, as well they probably should. Well, it's I mean, still it, one of the cheapest tickets in the league. It, it has be been, cheapest. right? It all depends on demand. I mean, you see with demand, like, you know, I saw 
as of, gosh, I guess Saturday night, just checking to see, like, initially, like, already selling standing room only uh, for, like, 150 bucks, um, something like that, just mm-hmm. to get in the stadium, you know, so – a lot of money to not have any place to put your rear end. Yeah, but, but some people know. don't mind that. You know? True. That wouldn't I mean, be me. I'd like, the, zone, I'd like to plot my butt down and watch a game. Yeah. It'd be fun. But if that's you, you do you. You yeah. know, So it's all good. So uh, how are the boys feeling over there? Uh, I get sort of the same vibe this week that I got last week. Not cocky, confident. Feel like they belong here, should be here, deserve to be here. And... Uh, Oh, look at those things. Those are worth their weight in gold right yes, there. Yes, they are. See that letter? Jay See that, that letter? Passes. That's J for Jaguar what? right there. Um, well, I, I'll be honest with you. you. You see me gimping around the hallways. This is uh, no are, lie. Like, I, I don't know wobbling, if it's tendonitis. Yes. I self-diagnose because I don't go to a doctor, right? <laughs> I, I, right. I, I think it's di- uh, tendonitis in my uh, ankle. Um, but, like, every step feels like somebody's jabbing a knife in the side of my ankle. If I didn't get Jay parking, I don't know how long it would take me to get indoors this week. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm you like have to buy one of those scooters. Where you I'm like dragging my on. left foot everywhere I go. I'm right. I need an MJD scooter or I need one of those security guys on the golf cart to come right. pick up Fatty over and watch Jay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drive my butt to the front we, door. We should please. play golf Drive you to the front door. No, which, you'd, you'd for crush. Money. Which, I couldn't get up on the green. Which I think would be easier to find right now than when we're leaving the building at 145 in the morning. <laughs> Right, and then have to make the walk back out to wherever the heck we are parked if it's not Che. Last no. week when I left the, the, the stadium and I was walking to my car, which is in Lot J, that Lot J lot, I was like, did I just go to a Florida-Georgia game? Yeah. It looked like it was a mess. And it's gen- it, I mean, it's very rare that it's like that after to that extent after a regular Jags game. But Jags fans went hard last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, by the time we get out of there is like this week was well over two hours past the end of the game, and oh, yeah. it was you know by then you can smell some stale beer because that's just you're gonna smell some stale well, beer after sure. a football Among game. Among other fluids, yeah. But right, but uh, I thought they did a pretty good job at, by that point when I was pulling yeah. out. I thought it, it was, was already getting cleaned up. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, you know, things were stacked up. So hey, let's uh, let's have another full throated crowd coming up on Saturday night, and uh, we'll get into it with D Rock. And there's today. no rule against picking up after yourself. That's right. <laughs> you know, like you can throw your trash away. There's plenty of places. Yeah, the, I don't think whole... my kids knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? When they were growing up. You know, they get in that 11, 12, 13-year-old range. And sure. it's like, just because you live here doesn't mean that this is a hotel oh, around the this house. This is not a hotel, fellas, and um, I am not your manservant. Um, yeah, it's like my, my son runs like a recycling plant in his bedroom. Uh, because <laughs> like if it's plastic, it's never coming out of there. It just I don't know what he, he thinks he's doing, you know, collecting all these, but like he drinks that propel, you know, that water he oh, likes yeah. that propel, like the great propel. Man, I be- I bet you right now there are like six bottles shoved up under his bed. You know, he's been back at school for a week. So yeah. my kid used to have like you drink glasses of water and he'd leave it beside his bed, my youngest. And uh my wife's in there cleaning one day. And uh, or picking something up, laundry, I don't know. And she looks over, she hears this noise, she looks over, and our little dog is like lapping the water out of the, the cup. Mm. And I'm like, how many times has he left it there? The dog has then drank out of the cup, and then he's drank that night. Oh, for sure. I'm like, that's awesome. I wish I could see it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that much of a dog person. Like, there are, I know, I know people who will like eat ice cream 
and take that spoonful with ice cream still on it and they'll let their dog lick it a few times, put it right in their mouth. I'm I mean, not giving up my that's ice cream. That's just crazy. For crazy, right? Like, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I don't even want a dog licking my face. That's just crazy. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that e- either, but I, I've seen it in action. Um, and I'm not even I'm giving not my gonna out wife anybody. taste of my ice cream. I mean, holy cow, that's <laughs> hey. my you, you, Easy you now. ordered vanilla. I got the chocolate. That's on you. You yeah. deal with your. I don't problem. think that's a germ issue though. I think no, that's just that's a, a selfish my ice cream. Damn right it is. All right, uh, here we go. Two questions of the day presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate because we've got the most lopsided, truly the most lopsided poll we've ever done. Yeah. On this one now. Um. First one, regardless of what happened Saturday night, which choice best describes how you feel the Jaguars have done in the 2022 season? Your choices are exceeded my expectations, met my expectations, did not meet expectations, okay? Because you're limited on characters, but you get the idea, right? Either above, at, or below expectations. Uh, 91% say they have exceeded their expectations this year. Um, Met my expectations 8.2%, like, Literally 0.6 had higher expectations than winning the AFC South, I guess, and winning nine games. Some people did pick them to win 11 games, so maybe they're just looking at the the number. I wonder, right, and and that's fine if you legitimately thought that. And I think there are is maybe, and maybe it's that six, uh, you know, 0.6 percent that do it every year anyway that will pick them to win 11 to 13 games every single year, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter who the quarterback is. And all that. So, I don't know. But whatever. It's very lopsided regardless. So, we added one, which is not as lopsided, but it's uh, clearly tilted in one player's favor. Given these choices, who would you select as the Jaguars' defensive MVP for this regular season? And uh, alphabetically, Josh Allen, Tyson Campbell, Rayshon Jenkins, Foy A. Oluwakin are your choices. Won't tell you who's uh, leading right now, but you might be able to figure it out either way. Just cast your vote if you feel like it at MD underscore 1010XL. You can also hit us up on Twitter at 1010XL Fat Tony, at ESPN Duraco, and at IME2 the T. Come on, somebody. And of course, 641 1010 on the phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. We've got all the coordinators speaking yesterday. So you're going to hear from them uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars sprinkled throughout. If you want to talk uh, Jaguar football, you're welcome to join us. Uh, rumor has it fan cam is uh, trying to start a new tradition, a habanero chili dinner. And he's given us a sample today. Uh, I'm told he might be in the vicinity in about 45 minutes. Well, he better be because I got to leave at 1120 to get over to Marone. And if I, Take your Marone. time. Peterson to, to Take get over to Peterson. Take your time, fan cam. There's, if he doesn't get here before then, I'm going to be for very us. upset. Yeah, more for us, B-Rock. I told him you'd be here, but EP, not I didn't WM. tell him you were leaving early today. So... Um, what do you got, Dougie over there? Today? Yeah, Dougie at eleven forty-five. Doug, Doug, serving you ice cream? Is he serving you anything? Because we're no. getting chili and maybe ribs no, I mean, today. You know, maybe <laughs> out of band camp. Maybe That's how he rolls. Season-ending press conference in you know mid-February or whatever it is after the Super Bowl, he'll have some ice cream for us. Right? There you go. That'd be nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, Super Bowl week, right? It'll be one of the delicacies on Radio Row. Doug Peterson's flavor of the day wouldn't be bad. Somebody needs to get with Doug. If they win the Super Bowl, someone needs to get with Doug Peterson and come up with Doug Peterson's ice cream, and he can go ahead. You know, if they win the Super Bowl, there's going to be a whole lot of things going on that we can't anticipate at this point in time. All right, so let's get into it today. Uh, Inch and ever closer now, two and a half days away from kickoff of the Jags and the Chargers. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DiRocco, and the inimitable 
Emmanuel Thalarand, ladies and gentlemen, is Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Diamonds are forever. They won't leave in the night. I've no fear that they might desert you know, Obviously, Riley missed yesterday. That was more just, he was a little bit sore. I, we kind of held him out. Uh, there's, he's going to be full go today. Uh, not a concern at all. Yeah, not a concern. He's great. He's doing fine. Now, more Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Hey, what's up, Heath? We don't get Heath Farwell too often on the program. We don't mix in the special teams coordinator as much, maybe, as we should, Tony. But coming off that performance by the special teams on this past Saturday night, got to hear what he has to say. And uh, the first thing he had to say is Riley Patterson is A-OK. <laughs> don't worry about it. He's going to be just fine. Yeah, he was at practice yesterday after yep. we talked to Heath. So that's Kick good. It away. You got to know. You want to know these things, right? You don't want uh, your kicker questionable, you know, and every point obviously crucial when you get to the postseason. I would not be surprised if on the injury report that he is probably listed as questionable. Everybody is on the injury report it, well, the last couple weeks questionable, 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 questionable. It's still so funny. Like it Pro is. Football Talk is a headline every week. Oh, Trevor Lawrence is yeah. limited in practice. Well, yeah, Tre- this is Trevor Lawrence is playing in the game. Yeah, yes, he, he is. Right? Never <laughs> not going to play. And it'll be hundred percent. Jets at the time game, the, game, the game kicks Texans off. game, the Titans game, right. this game, whatever game. Drives me crazy. I mean, you got to put, you got to list them as. Right, I understand right. that, but if you understand the circumstances of what they're doing. You know, ever since he got the the toe jacked up against Detroit, that's uh, they've been you know managing him during the week a little. It's bit. a ridiculous thing, but it's a good thing because Trevor Lawrence's name gets clicks, and that's why they put <laughs> that headline up there. It's like, oh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, yeah, yeah right. Well, it's a good thing that a Jaguar player can get clicks. Right. You know, but it's it's there that can get you clicks. All right, uh, before we get more from Heath Farwell here, uh, take care of a little business first. Et did buy breakfast the least. Tied for the least with Tony and myself uh, with four opportunities Mm -hmm. this year, four great opportunities to poison the rest of you. Okay, (laughs) D-Rock bought five times. Five times. You big loser. You big, fat loser. Uh, So we got that going for us. Also, um, I told you this week I'd give away the Freddie T flip card. Uh, Well, it's a, you know, uh, a thing called, we call it a flip card. It's just basically a big piece of cardboard that has your rosters, your depth charts, your pronunciation guides. It's like an official every you go to any NFL stadium, they're all over the press box, right? right? Any college stadium, same thing. Co- yeah. Right. Co- any any big time football game has them and generally they're twice the size of like a piece of notebook paper, right? And you could fold it in half and on one you look at one half and it's like Jags offense, opponent's defense and on the other half it's yep. the reverse of that. So you flip it over depending on who's got the football, hence the flip card. So I thought after the game, would it be kind of cool to have Fred Taylor autograph it? You know, in the moment, it was a, a big game of significance for the Jags. Fred's working on the post-game show. So I got him to sign it, and I took a picture of him holding it with the signature because it's not like we're not like Sotheby's or someplace, you know, <laughs> where we're going to validate <laughs> your 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 autograph. I don't know, man. You know, whoever validates autographs at an <sighs> auction. So anyway. Uh, I ran this by Tony. He liked this idea. So here's what I'm going to do to give away the flip card. Okay? You have to send me an email. Have you heard this one before? Okay, (laughs) Not a a 30-word thing here. Send me an email at MikeD at 1010XL.com. Subject line Fred. 
That's all I want in the subject line. Are you listening closely? Okay, because this is how I eliminate people when they put they put Fred Taylor, whatever they put. If it's not just Fred, you're not getting the prize. It's got to be a process of elimination, right? So, Fred in the subject line. What I want, you can have your signature in there with your contact info and all that stuff. But all I want is eight characters, okay? Letters and numbers, like capital letters and numbers, make the best. Jaguar vanity plate that you can, like if you were going to have it rolling around on your car, uh, right, or maybe a player's car, and we're giving you eight characters to do it. I think most vanity plates exceed the the six mm-hmm. letter and number thing. So eight's the, the max. Uh, it can be less than eight if you want it to be, but eight is the max. Capital letters, numbers, that's it. That's all I want. And then sign it, and if You've got Fred in the subject line. I know what you're trying to win, and then we'll determine which vanity plate we like the best. There we go. Out of that, which one's uh, obviously the cleverest? That's or, cool. You know, you can uh, you can also add a little explanation, like if you think we might not figure out what your vanity plate means, you know, because it's like abbreviations. We all know how vanity yeah, but plates if you can't work. Figure it out. It's probably not a good. Probably not. Plate. But nevertheless, if you want to explain it, and we may go, oh, well, that of course that makes sense, <laughs> right? Because I'm mm-hmm. not smart. So that there's that. So. Crickets. There you go. Um, if you right. want, I'll sign one from this week's game, and you can do the same thing next week. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, there you go. That's a tempting offer. There you go. From uh, from D Rock. I may go with the Freddie Taylor tradition if they win. If they lose, I'll get D Rock to sign it. However, and we'll give that away next week. Mm-hmm. You probably get one email on the program. You might from me. You never know. Your your <laughs> wife, something like that. Uh, Stoff is all the way across the pond, and uh, oh, is he calling to? Probably. He might be like he might he has the official numbers. He's right. the official scorekeeper. I was just glancing, so I could bowl. be off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, he's our our semi official uh, record keeper. He was the official record keeper last year. He deemed himself to be the official record yeah. keeper this year, which really was very unofficial in how he did it. Uh, but he joins us now well, from it across wasn't the exactly pond, fighting off candidates. No, there either. this is a true story as well. <laughs> Stop. Good morning. How are you? Or good afternoon to you. Uh, good morning to you guys, and it is. Uh, not that great of an afternoon, but I'm off of work, so it is a great afternoon. <laughs> so what's up? I have the official scores that I was keeping throughout the year for the breakfast bowl. And uh, E.T., there's a bit of a controversy because officially E.T. bought the most breakfasts with five. Oh! But, hey, that's, that's oh. unofficial in the mud, bro. That's unofficial. But, <laughs> but <laughs> D-Rock... He's also had five bought five breakfasts as well. He bought two breakfasts as an official loser, but then when the uh, the listeners lost, D Rock had to buy breakfasts three times. Well, that's yeah, because the listeners are not subject to. It's, he's still a big yeah. fat loser those weeks. <laughs> so D Rock bought five in total. Uh, yep, D Rock bought five, and Dempsey officially bought the least. Uh, oh! Tony, oh! Uh, no, wait, sorry. Tony bought the lease with two, but he no, had this to is do very a, unofficial. A <laughs> this is very three. unofficial. Get him out of here. Get him out Get of him here. Get him out of here. Hang up on this guy. Who is this guy? Oh, no, he's a wonderful person. I, I don't know who he is. Stop. How many times did Tony buy breakfast? Because he thinks he bought four. And if he's he hasn't bought four, then he owes us one. 
In total, I've got him down for three. Yeah, you're you're you're, 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 you're out of here, man. Yeah. You're retired. <laughs> We're retiring you, bro. Thank you for your service. Hey, come on. Yeah, thank you for your service. You can't keep records straight. Thanks apparently. for trying. Thanks for trying. I mean, but I had to do the listeners. Yeah, well, and then when the listeners were yeah. there, I had to go. Oh, good effort by you. It was a good run. You know, <laughs> good run. Bye. But the Jags are getting better now. We need to upgrade right. too, bro. We can't just we can't settle for this first pick in the draft level uh, record keeping. Uh, Oh, fine, fine. I'll just, you know, just enjoy. You, you'll be my you guys official arguing all the time. All right, uh, Staff. You know we love you. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday? I hope we win. Obviously, <laughs> I know what you hope. What do you think is going to see? This is this has gotten very wishy washy right here. Et very unofficial and wishy washy. I'm going to lose a lot of sleep over the game, and my heart rate's going to shoot through the roof again, like it did last week. But we're going to win. All right, and it's going to be fun. That's what we need to hear. As long as we win, we can deal with your heart going crazy. <laughs> All right, stop. Be healthy. Be safe. Uh, and enjoy the game from across the pond. And uh, I guess that thing wraps up, what, at like 4 in the morning for you, huh? 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. That, so what do they show it on over there in the U.K.? Uh, we get it through Sky Sports and through like our version of uh, – Game Pass, or I think you guys call it like Sunday Ticket or whatever. Sure. Do they get pretty big numbers for that, considering how late it runs, uh, w- regardless of whether it's the Jags or anybody else? I I honestly wouldn't know. They don't post out like who, what, how many people were watching or anything like that. So oh. I'm assuming so because all the a lot of the people that, uh, on UK Twitter are who are obviously Jags fans are usually tweeting and stuff like that, and I'm in. A couple of the group chats with quite a few of us in it, so yeah, it's a killer because obviously the the times and stuff like that. But sorry, right. <laughs> we appreciate you staying up late. You can sleep in on Sunday, man, unless you got to work. But uh, that's on you, uh, stuff. Uh, we do love you, brother. Happy New Year, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. All right. All right, then. Happy New Year to you guys as well. Thank you, and buddy. Duval, you terrible record keeper, you. <laughs> The, 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 out of all that, don't we all agree that Tony owes us a breakfast? Isn't that how that sounded to all of you? Run that breakfast, Tone. Come on, Tone. What are you talking about? <laughs> it sounded like I may have bought one more than I was supposed to. I don't know, to. man. <laughs> I, it sounded I, to I, me. Or, or Stas is a bad like, I really felt like I did buy the least this year as it all went down. E.T. was convinced. It don't it, feel like I bought five times. Yeah, uh, there's all kinds of controversy. I think the whole thing, there, we're uh, – are we vacating the title? Is that what we're agreeing to here? <laughs> asterisks in the mug. Total, totally, at least like three asterisks uh, all stacked up on Tony's title this year. Hope you're proud of yourself. Tainted right. title. It really is. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Let's hear a little bit more from Heath Farwell on Jamal Agnew and Logan Cook. Two outstanding performers this past Saturday against Tennessee, and uh, we'll get some thoughts there as well uh, for Press Taylor and Mike Caldwell coming up as it was Jaguar Coordinator Day Yesterday, you know how to get on board with the program. Uh, if you want that Freddie T autographed flip card, email Mike D at 1010XL.com. The subject line is Fred and make an eight character vanity plate. Can be for Fred Taylor, it could be for the Jacks. Doesn't have to be about this team, doesn't have to be about Trevor Lawrence. Anything Jacksonville Jaguar related, uh, we're going to vote. Well, I'll narrow it down and we'll vote on which one we think is uh, the most clever vanity plate, and we'll get you that. Autographed item from Fred Taylor. One of a kind, they tell mm-hmm. me. All right, uh, so take a quick time out here. More Jaguars today. Straight ahead on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. 
everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, moving along here on Jaguars today. Uh, we've told you how you can get that Fred Taylor autographed flip card. I'll tell you again in hour number two, in case you were not listening closely. Uh, somebody retweeted or liked a tweet that brought to my attention somebody else's prediction. We ask oftentimes in the offseason, what is the stat line going to be for player X, right? Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, obviously uh, Trevor Lawrence, probably did it with James Robinson as well. Uh, this one had, this was from back in May, had 4,122 yards. He had 4,113. Mm. Right, so nine yards off. Had one 20. One drops. Right, right. Just one. Just one. <laughs> had uh, 20. Five touchdowns, ended up with 28, mm-hmm. and eight interceptions, which was right on the nose. Pretty good. It's yeah. pretty darn good, yeah. That is pretty good, man. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have believed the eight interceptions after last year. That That's yeah. one of the most impressive yeah, things. fumbles, and it's not good. Well, it's sure. Turnovers, but, yeah, that's pretty good. I think fumbles are a completely different type deal, though. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can much more easily develop ball security in the pocket than you can – um, see what you're seeing as a quarterback, yes. like, you know, if you're getting your routes jumped or what have you. Yeah. You know, I do remember last year when we were talking about Trevor, what was the, what was, what I needed to see. You asked me what I needed to see from him or mm-hmm. where I wanted his numbers to be. And I think I was like around 3,500 yards and around 30 touchdowns. And, um, you know, so he blew past the yardage and uh, roughly about 30 touchdowns, 25, I mean, pretty close. So, yeah. Pretty good year for the yeah, th- like thirty five with thirty touchdowns would be kind of odd, I think, right? Just like in today's NFL, like yeah. I expect Trevor Lawrence now to rip off, provided good help. Like this is his low yardage total for a while. He'll, like, yeah, he should be above four, in in Doug Peterson's offense. He should be above four thousand every year, no problem, no easily. Chance. Yeah, like easily. like the four, even the forty one hundred is going to be like the low water mark, I think, for the next. Eight years or so, yeah, if, he, he if he's a, healthy. What do you have, well, three games under 200? Yeah, and if you include the fumbles and the interception numbers just as a turnover number, why not include the rushing touchdowns for Trevor? True. You know, Five? and then he is around that 30 number, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I think he had a better season than most of us expected, and that, that prediction was remarkable. It was, right? But yeah. I, And I get it. Like, But even, you know, you look at the guys that, like Mahomes, right? He's still he's probably going to run for five, right? And Burrow's yeah. going to run for five. So, for sure. It's not like uh, that number separates Trevor from a lot of the top no, no, quarterbacks. No, no. And in that the was game, more man. along the lines of you predicted 30 touchdowns. Sure. I would say with the rushing touchdowns thrown in, yeah, he gave you that. Yeah. You know, like he was that guy. Five games under 200 yards passing. Is this year. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, to still get 4,000. <laughs> Sure. Uh, in that scenario, pretty good. Yeah, he had six of those last year. Um, and the difference was he didn't have those high-end games. He had two 300-yard passing games last year. I mean, everybody was flipping out in week uh, week 18, game 17 last year against Indianapolis. Oh, Trevor Lawrence's best game of his career, right? It was his first game with a 100 quarterback rating. It was a good game, but that's what it was. It was a good game. But he hadn't had that run like he had for a stretch in the middle to the back half of the season this year. I think now, you know, you've got to start your expectations 
going forward into the future are going to rise. Like, I don't care if he throws for 57 yards this week. If they win, whatever. Sure. Let's survive in advance. You know, the, the guys on XL Primetime were looking back. Uh, like Blake, uh, when he helped the Jags beat Buffalo, threw for 87, ran for 88. So yeah. what? Beat Buffalo. And then Did they the touched on pass to Ben Koyak. Right. And then they <laughs> dropped a bomb on Pittsburgh offensively yep. the following week. So let's hope it's <laughs> something along those lines. So, by the way, more importantly, Trevor, number-wise, two games with a passer rating under 70 this year. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight last year. Well, and that not only that, the completion percentage. Yeah, you can do this fantastic. for all the major yeah, stats, the, the rating, right? Rating factors all that in there. So, yeah, it's significant strides, obviously. I mean, last year you had two games on the high end where he just snuck over completing 70% of his passes. This year... Uh, you had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight of those. So, you know, four times as many, uh, several of those easily over 80% completion percentage this year. So, uh, you know, again, we'll expect more of that going forward. Uh, this past week, we got great performances, as we've mentioned several times, from the Jaguars special teams. Uh, Heath Farwell, special teams coordinator, acknowledged that his man, Jamal Agnew, is a game changer. He's so good. I, I love to give him the green light when we can and when the opportunity's right. But I have, we have to make good decisions sometimes because these kickers are so talented. They can really hang up those hang times that make it tough to get the return started. Yeah, and uh, Tony, do you expect that we'll see more of what we saw from Jamal Agnew this week? I, I would like to see it. Yeah. Right? Three yards deep, four yards deep. I mean, I'll take the occasional return out to the 20 for the chance that he's going to pop one out past the 40. Mm -hmm. Look, I said it yesterday. I'm in it. I, I think he's taking one to the house this week. I really it do. It just feels like, like it's going close. to happen. Like yes. he's due. Like he's been right on the edge of it for the last month. It's He's been heating up, and he's getting more and more opportunities in the offense, right? They, they run one or two of those plays for him a game where he's on the field on offense, and those even feel like they're right on the edge, yeah. right, of, of him taking it to the house. I think he's going to get one this week against this Chargers team. I really it, do. It's funny because sometimes you can kind of sense it, right? You can yeah. sense that a guy is close to that, and you just think it's just a matter of time before he breaks it. And what about if he does it on the opening kickoff, huh? Oh, my that, God. That would kind of send that place into orbit, wouldn't it? It'd be phenomenal. I'd prefer it. Um, we defer three and out. Let's take, take it on the punt. I'll take it on the punt, and then we okay. still get the ball first in the second half. But I'll be a picky now. But, yeah, yes, right. I'd take it on the opening kickoff. You know, I don't want the kickoff return, Tony. I want the punt return. Well, I just I want I, I want us, him to leave the Jags in the best possible situation. That's all I'm saying. So, yes. Uh, well, any Look, anytime you have a return for a touchdown, it increases your odds of winning exponentially. So then if you win the turnover battle and have a return for a touchdown, I, it's practically impossible to lose statistically. It's not obviously impossible to lose, but um, history will tell you you're going to win the crazy, vast, overwhelming majority of those games. Um, one more here from Heath Farwell talking about uh, Logan Cook says he is as good as there is a, as a punter in the National Football League. Uh, Logan, obviously, with fantastic punts. I mean, he's as good a punter as there is in this league. Great hang times, good distance, and even – uh, you know, being that wide, it was out by outside the numbers. Those are huge, uh, you know, huge kicks for us. Look, they were. Uh, I saw some people, you know, kind of complaining after the game. We're just noting after the game, uh, Logan Cook should have been the Pro Bowl punter. Uh, you know, you look and 
the guy for Tennessee actually set the league record this year for punting average, and he didn't get the Pro Bowl nod either, <laughs> right? It was Tommy Townsend of Kansas City who got it, who finished ahead of Logan Cook as well uh, in the punting category. Uh, both he and Cook had far fewer opportunities than Stonehouse. Stonehouse was pretty crazy um, with a 53 average on 90 punts when Cook and Townsend both punted less than 60 times this year. So that's a high average to maintain with all those extra punts, but he was not very good at pinning teams inside the 20 relative to how many times he did it. Look, Logan Cook is about as good as there he, is. He's one of the best punters in the league. No, no doubt about it. I'm without not trying question. to downgrade him at all. I'm just saying there are other – like people don't think, oh, who's that other great punter? Nobody – follows who's the great punters Usually in the league. Usually when you're watching another game that's not your team and the other team is punting or one of their punting, that's when you get up and go to the bathroom or that's when you go get your snack or whatever, you, or you just tune it out because it's a punt unless the guy starts taking it back and then you pay attention. So who is the most important of the trio of special teamers this week? They're all important, right? But uh, Patterson, Cook, and Agnew, who do you say is the most important for this whole oh, wow. situation? That's tough because, I mean, they don't get – I mean, Logan Cook set up the, the, the sack fumble with the, you know, pinning them down, down there, so that's important. Agnew's nearly broken a couple. Big, couple, uh, big return to midfield. I don't know if Logan Cook yeah. set up the sack fumble. No, they, I mean, he pinned him down there, though. Yeah, punt. but they'd already moved it out to the 35-yard line. But uh, I'll say that – here's what I'll say. I'll say Patterson – only because I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's And they're going to need him to be like three of three on field goals. What do you think, Tom? Uh, having picked that Jamal Agnew is going to be the guy to return <laughs> one for a touchdown this week, I would vote Agnew as my guy in that three. I got gotcha. you. You know, this week. But, yeah, I, generally week to week, I would think it'd be Patterson. Yeah, I just – I hope Logan Cook – I guess I'm hoping he's not as important this week because I expect the Jags to be aggressive offensively. You know, it'll be interesting because I think Doug Peterson's backed off a little of that, you know, the fourth down stuff, and maybe because he just feels like his team is better now, doesn't need to take as many chances. Um, Brandon Staley, I feel like, has backed off some of that stuff as well. There have been some instances where – in the past, you would have felt like, oh, the Chargers are definitely going for that, and he's punted, and sometimes it's been to his own detriment. So you may see a case of these guys pushing it to an extreme, at least early in this game, uh, you know, fourth and whatever. I, we, we brought this up with several people this week. On that first fourth down, did you think that uh, the Jags were lining up to go for it? No. You didn't? Never? That was too far in their own territory. Mm. And Doug, I think, explained it a little bit. Um I asked him about being, do you have to be more conservative or more careful with your fourth down stuff going on in the playoffs? And he's like, I'll, yes, you have to think a little bit harder about, you know, where maybe before it would just be an automatic in your head will go because if in playoff games, the, you, you don't want to give the other guy the extra possession. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to do it as a general rule, but I mean, it just gets magnified. Yeah, and, but, you know, at the same time, you're stealing that possession from yeah, them. Yeah, but it also depends on where you are on the field and the situation of the game. He's, he said basically he's going to think a little bit more about it than maybe he did before. Not meaning that he didn't think about it before, mm -hmm. but like maybe just go, well, okay, mm, let me, let me take a half a second and consider that a little bit more. Well, the analytics will tell you, like, if you do this a hundred times, 
it's going to work out in your favor if you go for it on fourth down. Well, over you don't the get course to, of right, the season, you don't get to do it a hundred times. You get to do it a very handful of specific times. And if they don't work, it still may be true that over time it will even out and actually benefit you. That doesn't mean it's going to benefit you on that particular game day. So right. on, on a game like this one coming up where that's an explosive offense, you don't want to give them an extra possession inside your 50. So I would think he would be a little bit more conservative. All right. Got a couple of questions of the day out there for you on Twitter today. One of them is an absolute blowout runaway, and that is uh, asking you if the Jags have exceeded, met, or did not live up to your expectations this year. The other one, given the choices of Josh Allen, Tyson Campbell, Rayshon Jenkins, and Foye Oluwakin, who would you select as the Jaguars' defensive MVP for 2022? You can vote on uh, Twitter, at MD underscore 1010XL on those. D-Rock's around for another 20 minutes or so, then he's going to go over there and talk with Doug Peterson this morning, so we'll pick his brain on some final thoughts. Also coming up next hour, Press Taylor and Mike Caldwell audio as well, and uh, we'll see if we can squeeze D-Rock for an official game prediction before he departs us this morning. You're listening to Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All Jags, all NFL, Jaguars Today on 1010XL. Well, we don't get D-Rock's food, apparently. Fan cam is punctual. Uh, D-Rock has a chili. Good. <laughs> E.T., really you get good. some chili in there? No, man. I feel some type of way, man. What's you want to? Are, uh, I expect the next bowl that comes in here is for you. Is, All good. Is my prediction. You were doing an update when the chili came in. Right. So, right. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. You want chili, though, right? You'd eat no. some chili? Oh, I'm a chili-eating fool. All right, I don't know, man. You chili-eating fool. I'll Tony, take your word for it. Oh, the bacon popper was pretty spectacular. They're hot. What are they, jalapeno and bacon? It's not even, I don't, it's just some kind of pepper. It's not jalapeno. Oh. And bacon and cream cheese. D-Rock, how we doing? You need a drink? You have a drink over there? Hot. I'm good. It's <laughs> very hot. Heat hot. Heat, heat hot. All right. Oh, like temperature yeah. hot, not just like not spicy, spicy hot. No. Oh, very right. tasty. Smoked, very oh. Yeah. So um, gotta, well, we got to get Fan Camp back in here so he can tell us uh, where he's going to be distributing bowls of this. It yeah, seems no like doubt. this is going to be uh, happening on Saturday night. It's going to be cold, at least by, you know, Jaguar football standards. Yeah, by the time the game's over, it's going to be in the 30s. You I don't know? think it has much of an impact. Yeah, I don't think it has much of an impact on the game, but if for any. the fans' plan – you know, like it, it could be a little cool in the right. Stands, uh, you yeah. know, well, look, you do you. We see mm-hmm. people up in the Northeast going shirtless at games. So, mm-hmm. who am I to tell you what to wear? <laughs> I don't know, man. But I'll be layered up, and I'm working indoors. So that's just the way it goes. Uh, D Rock, how you feeling about the uh, Jags' chances on Saturday night? I think it'll be a shootout. Um, I like their chances. Um, I like the Doug Peterson over Brandon Staley uh, thing there, and. Um, ESPN gave us a stat the other day, um, which I tweeted out. But, uh, you know, the Jags at the time are two-point underdogs. Um, Doug Peterson, 4-1 and one straight up in the playoffs as an underdog. Uh, all of those games the Eagles played in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl, they were underdogs. So, hmm. okay, interesting. Well. I like Doug Peterson. Look, Doug Peterson su- won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. As his quarterback, I'm always going to pick that guy 
over pretty much almost any other coach in the league when it comes to coaching edge. And, and in the playoffs, I do think coaching, you know, we don't talk about it enough, but I do think that that is probably the unsung, you know, characteristic of a game that we don't really, you know, we don't really talk too much about because we're always about matchups and stuff like that. But if you're matching those two up, I like Doug Peterson over Staley. How did the, the Jags do such an overwhelming job on Austin Eckler the first time around? Do you recall, like, uh, he, he only carried it four times in well, the game. He caught eight passes, but still. Right, I mean, they were up a, big after a little bit. It was 0-0 zero, zero at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, after, I mean, but after a bit, they were up big in the second half, and then that turned it into, um, you know, a throw game. And don't forget, the center was out, and they lost the left tackle during mm-hmm. the game as well. So and he's still out. Yeah. Rayshon Slater. It, it was, you know, wasn't an, an ideal situation there for them injury-wise. So, but, you know, he'll be the, the big big part of their game plan this week for sure, and, and I would expect them to attack the Jags linebackers and um, in the middle of the field with the tight ends and, and Eckler as well, see if they can get a good matchup there and try and sure. uh, exploit that. And the Titans did it pretty effectively last week without anyone as talented as Austin Eckler right. uh, being the guy that was doing it with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams potentially on the outside to draw away. Like, it is just a completely different kind of animal uh, this week. And you mentioned, and I'm with you, I think the Jags clearly have an advantage at head coach in this matchup. My question would be, how does that show up in the game? Like, how does that manifest itself in a playoff game if you feel like you have the edge at that spot? Making sure that things don't get away from you. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and that can happen to a head coach. It can happen to anybody on the field. But effective use of the timeouts at the end of a half, um, things going crazy, the, the game is starting to fall apart, or you're getting hammered in one area – the ability to be calm and figure out what the heck you need to do to go ahead and counter or to make an adjustment uh, to, to, to fix whatever's going wrong. I mean, that kind of stuff. But it's also those moment, in-the-moment decisions, you know what I mean, that in the playoffs, every decision, every mistake, they always say is magnified. So if you've got a guy who's been there, been through it, I, I just think that experience is, is immensely invaluable. What about the game plan overall going in? Uh, James Robinson, 17 carries the first time. I think they should be able to run the ball against the Chargers. Um, they're, I think, where they rank 28th in the NFL in run defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting, getting Travis Etienne going is going to be a huge priority. For them this but do you look at this like, is this like a 25-carry game for ETN? That's not usually his, no, you know, area of comfort zone. I mean, they're a throw-to-open-the-run team. They're going to be throw-first, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was up there around 20 carries, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially if, if the game is close, too. I mean, if it starts to get away from him, then that's obviously out the window. But if it's close, I can see him in that 20-carry range, maybe two or three receptions, too, maybe 25 total touches. Um, ETN did have – Three 20-plus carry games this year. He actually had 28 against the Raiders uh, when he went for 109 yards in that game. Wasn't very efficient, but carried it 28 times. Scored a couple of touchdowns. Had 24 the week before against Denver. That was kind of his hot streak because he had uh, three straight 100-yard games, three of his five there, and then uh, had 22 as recently as the Jets game as well. So, I mean, look, 
It's not like he's been overworked. He's had 16 carries the last two weeks. I yeah, think. I mean, you know, last week off the field a lot was not uh, – it was cramping a little bit. So Is that, that what it was? Is that what they're I saying? Think so, or? yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he was dealing with some – because he was kind of like gimping a little bit on the sideline, right? right. Like kind of like hobbling, like I've been doing all week. And then it looked like it looked to me like he was trying to stretch his lower yes. back, but you're just watching right. and that's, on and TV that's why, and trying to guess. Know, the thought was was he hurt? But then the Jags didn't give any kind of update, an injury update, which they're required to do. So you just kind of wondered what was going on. But he should be okay. All right. So uh, how do you see it going Saturday night? Shoot out, like I said, a couple times. I think that, uh, you know, it's going to be – the thing I don't know, and I don't think any of us know, is what, what, what are Trevor and Herbert going to be? What are they going to be like in this game? It's their first playoff mm-hmm. appearance for both of them. Massive stage, win or go home. Obviously, you know, Trevor played in that game last week. I, I just don't know what to expect out of all of those guys, either of those guys. Um, but I do think that the Jags defense, while it has not played exactly Pro Bowl quarterbacks the last three games, they just seem to make plays. And I think they'll make a play in this game late at home, and I think they win 30-27. to 30-27. All right. Uh, Herbert, uh, this past week, they didn't have to win that game. It was a weird circumstance. You know, they wanted to maintain yeah. momentum and went out and lost to Denver. But in the closest – game that you would consider to be a playoff game, which was a win-and-you're-in game against the Raiders on Sunday Night Football last year, he was outstanding. He was. I mean, he was – I think he was six or six on fourth down yeah. in that game. Just eye-poppingly good. Um, making throw after throw, particularly to Mike Williams. Tyson Campbell shut down Mike Williams the first time. Of course, they didn't have Keenan Allen to contend with either. So, going to be different. 30-27, to 27, what are you going to be writing about for the next few days? Uh, I had my story that ran today, which was the big story of the week, The uh, how the Jaguars got to where they are in a year and uh, the big moments and the big things that uh, determine that. Obviously, you know, hiring Doug Peterson, being successful in free agency, and then sort of how they managed to wobble through that October and get past it as quickly as they did. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Trent Baalke's deal up after this year? Like he is due for a new deal if he's going to stay around? I was – I thought that, but I've been told no. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, I so, didn't anticipate him going anywhere anyway. No, you last year I mean? we talked about – you asked me that, and I was like, no, I don't think he's going anywhere. Right. Um, but, oh, I would have uh, I would have moved on from him last offseason. I'm not right. running away from that, but, uh, I mean, you can't – at least I can't deny that he's done, a. I think, right. a terrific job this year. Redemption. The bulky redemption. I'm working on that story, too. So, all right, uh, D-Rock, uh, good luck with all your endeavors for the next few days, and uh, we'll My see you over at the stadium. Cool. Yeah, well, it's good. Did you, <laughs> you taking those ribs with you? E.T. got his. He's been quiet because he got fed. You happy now? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, he's good. Uh, thank you, Fan Cam, for the uh, little habanero chili brunch, we'll call it, this morning. Mike Tarocco picks Jags. 30 to 27, we'll make our official predictions tomorrow. Of course, check out D-Rock. On Twitter, as you always do, at ESPN Duraco and in the digital pages of ESPN.com. Uh, we'll come back, Tony. Let's hear from Press Taylor and Mike Caldwell, Jaguars offensive and defensive coordinators, speaking yesterday. That's coming your way. A couple of uh, Chad and Sandy real estate questions of the day out there for you. One about the Jaguars meeting, exceeding, or failing to live up to expectations. The other one on 
the Jags' potential defensive MVP for 2022. You can find those in my Twitter feed. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Jaguars Today on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. All right, uh, coming down, not quite the stretch here on Jaguars Today. Got a few things to remind you about before we get to Press Taylor and Mike Caldwell here. One, uh, we got another Jaguar kickoff party happening tomorrow from 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, last week's at Strings was an overwhelming success. Mm-hmm. This one will be on Dick's or uh, at Dick's Wings on San Pablo, which why does it say on San Pablo, which is fourteen two eighty six Beach Boulevard? So is it on San Pablo or is it? <laughs> I'm not sure. Beach yeah, Beach Boulevard. Uh, all right, Dick's. I'm just gonna go with Dick's Wings on San Pablo. That's what Ten Ten XL tweeted out mm-hmm. about it. They'll have uh, tickets to give away, autographed merchandise, raffles. Uh, free prizes, of course, the Franchi Show will be live on location, food, drinks, and a whole lot of teal and black. Uh, so make your plans tomorrow to get off work early or whenever you can and head over to Dick's Wings on San Pablo or Beach Boulevard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One or the other. It's whatever the case. It's or or It's probably both, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's probably something that just uh, a quirk of geography that uh, we're not quite getting. So anyway, that's out there. You could find that. Uh, I retweeted that yesterday. I'm sure most of us here at the station have in one form or another. Uh, also, oh, yes, uh, to, one more time. Uh, this is the last time I'll do it at, in terms of giving out the full instructions. Listen closely. It's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. If you want to win the Fred Taylor autograph flip card, and somebody hits me up on, on text line, what does that give away? What are we trying to win? Who do I email? What? If you don't, <laughs> why do you care about emailing if you don't even know what you're trying to win? Yeah. Right? Might be a flaming bag of poop from my neighbor's dog that delivered to your doorstep. You don't know. Could be. Could be that. It's you're either going to get a Fred Taylor autograph flip card, <laughs> or option B. Uh, but uh, no, uh, Fred Taylor autograph flip card. And uh, on Twitter, I posted the picture of Fred holding it, so you know it's legit. And that's it. Uh, all you got to do: email Mike D at ten ten XL dot com. That seems pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. The subject line should say Fred. And you need to come up with an eight-character vanity plate. Can be letters and numbers. That's it. No car- no exclamation points. No punctuation marks. Eight letters and numbers in combination that makes it the best Jaguar-related vanity plate you can come up with. And you know, include your. Uh, if you want to put an explanation for what the vanity plate means, because we're not the brightest, that's fine. You know, but as D Rock said, probably the easier ones to figure out are probably going to have a better chance. But either way, uh, the the most clever one, whatever one we decide. We'll be the winner, and we'll uh, probably announce that tomorrow. But include all your contact info in your signature down there. That's basically it. So you need an email to Mike D at 1010XL.com. Subject line, Fred. Eight characters. That's really the bottom line yeah. of what you need to try and win this thing. And we'll get in contact with you if we think you have the best. Yeah. I so. came up with one. I'm not sharing because it's a competition going on. But I Did thought you? it was pretty good. Yeah. Why don't you uh, DM it to me so okay. I can see it? I just, I'm curious. I won't read it out loud. That's sure. That's good. Uh, I've been thinking about a few in my head as well, um, but uh, we'll see if I can figure out what yours is right off the bat. Oh, for sure. Oh, you think I will? Oh, for oh, sure. Okay. All right. Pretty straightforward, Tony Smith. Yeah. Uh, let's hear from Press Taylor here a little bit. Tony's going to take you around the league, then we'll get to Mike Caldwell as well. Press Taylor, you know, people say, is the offense kind of in a funk, what have you? I feel like they've been doing what they feel is necessary to win football games. Right now, would I have liked them to put up 35? Sure. 
Absolutely, but uh, mm-hmm. Press Taylor said he is not concerned about the offense. No concerns. No, um, we certainly think we need to play better. We, we know that. We own that. Um, I don't know that it's a trend or anything like that. I think, obviously, you've had different situations. We played a very good defense last week. We understand that. They're the number one run defense in the league. Tennessee, they did a good job, made things hard, kind of made us one-dimensional. Um, but there were still opportunities we felt like we left out on the field. You know, things that we controlled that we didn't execute, whether that was a ball handling exchange, uh, missed assignment and protection, um, missing throws, things like that, or not being in our splits, our details of the routes, we, we could clean up. And that's definitely something we have to do as, as we continue on the season. All right, uh, before we continue here, I'm going to say, again, it's probably important that you put the explanation for what your vanity plate is because I have no idea what Tony's. Ah, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? You, you know what it is, E? I'll send it to E. All right, all right. Send yeah. it to E. I mean, it, it may be something that – I don't know. I, I'll send it to E. Um, I, I think I get the first half of it, but that seems like the easier part of it. I don't know. I Like I said, I'm slow. Like, once – it's might maybe like one of those pictures that you stare at, and all of a sudden you see it. Like I've never been able to see those either. You know what I'm talking about? E? Like yeah, you got to uh, look kind of past it, right? And it's like all of a sudden, no, oh, there's this. I cross my eyes and then I uncross. Them I, just so I've I can never see seen it. that. I think it's a scam. I really do. Like they, they, you get it and you purchase these books because you're like, uh, I don't want anybody to know I'm that stupid that I can't figure these out. And everyone's like, oh yeah, I see it too, and nobody ever sees it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, all right, so where are we going with Press Taylor here? Press Taylor, to, he was asked about, look, they obviously played the Chargers earlier this season. They did very well in that first matchup against the Chargers. He was asked about just getting ready for this rematch against the team you've already beaten. That feels like three years ago, so uh, a lot has changed since then. And, and really, these games don't carry over. I mean, you see that from you know playing the Titans twice in a month. Uh, the game gets played very differently. Obviously, you make adjustments based on what happened when you did see each other. And I think the biggest thing is maybe you have a feel for personnel. And we know they had a bunch of injuries going into that game, so there's even different people out there. So uh, um, I think like anything, you take some lessons from it anytime you've matched up with a group like this. But, you know, it's a completely different game now. Uh, one thing that won't be the same is Cam Robinson is not playing for the yeah. Jags this time around. Walker Little has filled in. And according to Press Taylor, he has not seen any drop off at left tackle that's what we expected I mean there was uh, I've mentioned it before there's a very real competition for the tackle spot um, from the spring and the training camp and those guys did a great job battling you know unfortunately for Walker he didn't win the job initially but we knew he was prepared if this situation came up to be able to step in and execute his job at a high level Um, that's something he's done now he's got a great challenge this week so we just like everybody we expect continued improvement with Walker was he competing for the left tackle spot though? Like it seemed like it was just a straight competition at right tackle. Like yeah, once most you of the time, yeah. Right. Once you committed to Cam, that that seemed to be the direction it was always gonna go. But regardless. No doubt. It seems like they should have an opportunity to run the ball this weekend against the Chargers, given how poor that run defense has been for the most part this season. They obviously were not able to run the ball last week. And Coach Taylor was asked about that and needing to get ETN going on Saturday night. Yeah, last week was certainly tough. Uh, we felt like we had a run in there early that we had a possibility to, to, to get us going. And I think he actually kind of tripped on Evan's foot that, that got us down there. And then it was just tough sledding. You know, that was, again, that's a great run defense. They do a really good job. They have really good personnel for it. Um, so we knew it was going to be tough. But, uh, again, with Travis, I think it's just continuing to, to make sure he's detailed, disciplined in what he does, and us continuing to find the best possible ways to get him going, whether that's run, pass, 
interior, exterior movements, whatever that may be. All right, you, you get that uh, vanity plate from Tony E? Yeah, I got it. I have no clue. Me usually, either, right? I'm usually good at these things, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to – we'll get to the break, and I'll tell he'll you He'll tell us is. what it is, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. pretty obvious. All right, let's uh, – Tony, take you around the National Football League. Now, Gems Around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from a Buffalo area hospital, will continue his rehab at home and with the football team. L.A. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams did not practice on Wednesday to do a back injury. Miami has ruled out quarterback Tua Tungavailoa for their wild card game this weekend against Buffalo Tua. Still has not been cleared to resume football activities. Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson did not practice on Wednesday. And quarterback Tyler Huntley was limited with shoulder and wrist injuries. But according to reporters that were there, he did not throw a pass in practice. So we'll see what that looks like for them this weekend. The New York Giants have signed wide receiver James Washington to their practice squad. And the coaching staffs for New England and Atlanta will be coaching the East-West Shrine Bowl. The game will be played on February 2nd. All right, there you go. Uh, let's jump to the defensive side for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, all the coordinators speaking yesterday. Doug Peterson uh, getting ready to address the media once again this morning. We'll have some of that audio for you throughout the day, of course, here on 1010XL and certainly tomorrow morning on Jaguars today on a Keys to Victory Friday. Uh, let's start off with uh, why uh, does Mike Caldwell think Josh Allen has been playing so well lately? No, I think it's, uh, it's Josh. He's made his mind up that uh... – it's the time of season for him to turn it on, and he's turned it on. He's picked his game up, and, you know, he's doing a good job for us. Like, I'm happy that he's doing that. Mm -hmm. Can we not turn that on earlier? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is sure. I don't know. Um, it's been a bit of an up-and-down season, certainly for Josh Allen uh, this year. But I think uh, over the last how, however many weeks you want to – He's hot right now. Put it. He is definitely uh, playing his best football this year. So, uh, it, from that standpoint, I'll take it. It's coming at the right time. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys they lost a couple weeks ago, obviously, Dewan Smoot down for the year for this Jaguars front group. And Coach Caldwell was asked about the other guys contributing with Smoot having gone out. We miss Smoot. And the guys have stepped up. And we have multiple guys contributing. And, you know, uh, you Corey, uh, he played a big part in that also. Uh stopping the run and pushing the pocket. So, up front, I think the guys uh, understand what we need to do as a team, and they're, they're doing it. Oh, that Corey, of course, Corey Peters. And, uh, again, just really jumped out yeah. on Saturday night. And I don't know if this will be a Corey Peters-type game. You know, like you knew you were going to get a heavy dose of Derrick Henry between the tackles, outside the tackles, whereas Austin Eckler, he'll run it between the tackles, no question about it. But this is not – a ground-and-pound offense, to be sure, uh, but uh, Mike Caldwell went a little bit deeper in on the impact that Corey Peters made. When, when you look at that D-line room, you have a, a mixture of young guys and old guys, and Corey coming in, stepping in, and just showing how to be a true professional at that position, understanding how to attack linemen, how to hone your techniques weekly. He does a great job, and it just it helps Davon because – He's seen someone that's done it for a long time and done it at a really high level, and it's just helped him increase his uh, his play. Coach Caldwell also asked about the number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker, and was asked about what he's doing against the run this year. The things we see from him uh, in the run game, um, being able to control tight ends, knock back, being able to squeeze off gaps, 
you don't see it on a stat sheet, but we understand the value he brings to us. Uh, I just it just dawned on me what it? it is. I got it. I got it. It took me a sec. I and I I was right about the first half of it. First yeah. half's pretty obvious what it is, and I was like, looking at the second half, and if you say a certain player's name, not a Jaguar player's name, right in front of it, E, mm-hmm. it'll pop in your mind, but you got to know who that player is uh, to figure it out. And this is a Fred Taylor-themed giveaway yeah. that we're doing as well, so that helped as well. All right, the, took dummy me just a few extra <laughs> minutes to figure it out. Let's do this. Let's pause here. we got a few more cuts from Mike Caldwell coming up on the other side. We'll take a look at our two poll questions today, the uh, Chad and Sandy real estate questions of the day, give you our thoughts on those as well as uh, we inch closer to the Jags hosting the Chargers in the first round of the 2022 NFL playoffs. Still appropriate to say the 2022 NFL playoffs, right? I, I, That's I how don't I, know how any of that works. Yeah. Right? It's, like they're it's being a 2022 season. Yeah. Right. Uh, the NFL playoffs. Yeah. We'll call it that. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E.T., who's still, I think, trying to decipher that one. Yeah, I've had a yeah. few extra minutes to work on that one uh, for you. As soon as I tell you, you're going to be like, oh, of course it's that. Of course it's which is like how these things work, right? Yeah, no Once doubt. you know, yeah. oh, all along. It's yep. very evident to see. So that's a good one though. I like that one uh that you came up with there, Tony. I could see someone actually coming up yeah. with that exact That's why I didn't want to share plate. it out loud. No, I, yeah. and I won't either. I won't either. We'll tell tomorrow and we'll try to come up with a few other fun ones uh to throw in there. I got it. As you got it, right? Yeah. Right. You know who the player is, uh-huh. obviously. Okay. All right. It, it, to, yeah, okay. Right. And, and, and then you're like, oh, of course it's that, right? And that's how these things go. All right. Uh, one more segment to go. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Yeah, you go back and look at it, but the quarterback was dinged up a little bit. We are missing a receiver, so they'll be a little bit different. We're different now, so they have to account for us being different. We have to account for them and, you know, try to understand what's happened in the last few weeks and see what they're leaning on, and they'll see what we're leaning on and, you know, go at it. All right, E.T.'s in the mood for a melody. I haven't heard you play this one before, <laughs> but, again, this is like – Straight wheelhouse for me right here, Tony, growing up. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's get a couple more thoughts from Mike Caldwell. We've got a 10-10 take to get in, and we're going to say hi to Fan Cam, who is resplendent in a teal beard today, all uh, decked out and ready to go. I just tweeted out a picture. He's visiting us in studio because he has studio privileges around these parts. Uh, here's a couple. Mike Caldwell, just some general thoughts on the quarterback on the other sideline, Justin Herbert. He is a guy that can make all the throws. Uh, athletic, mobile. He's a quarterback that you love on your team, but you know you don't want to go up against him. And that's how the quarterbacks in the league are: guys that have big arms, can move in a pocket, and create problems for you in the pass game. And one more from Coach along those lines. He was asked about how similar is Justin Herbert to the Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I don't know skill set wise, but I was watching a clip and I pointed it out to the the coaches. It was a back angle, and I was like. If you take the number off and you look, they have the same mannerisms. They look, you know, you take the number off, you couldn't tell one the way they carry the ball when they're dropping back. So, you know, two big, big guys with strong arms and very good quarterbacks. You know, Mahomes is in a different category right now because he's won a Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. Won an MVP. I think if we get a shootout on Saturday night, Tony, where they both acquit themselves, I think this is going to be an ongoing thing. Like, this is a guy that when Trevor Lawrence – was available to the Jaguars with the number one overall pick. We said, this is kind of who you think he might be mm-hmm. what based on what he was able to do his rookie year. 
talking about size-wise, ability to make all the throws, all these things. So if we get that on display on Saturday night, regardless of who wins, that could be one of the great rivalries I think people will point to sure. among quarterbacks, um, you know, both pretty close to the same stage of their careers right now. Well, and Mahomes and Burrow and Allen have already had those battles in the playoffs, you know, head-to-head, you know, between those guys. Correct. You know, we've seen that on this stage, and if Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert throw their hats in the ring this weekend as well to that kind of conversation, like, we're going to get to watch this for the next decade, decade and a half in the AFC, wow. Well, I'll take the comparison to a Burrow – uh, if we get a chance to beat Cincinnati and then uh, the Jags can go from miserable to the Super Bowl, just like Cincinnati did. That'd be but fun, yeah. we got to finish the deal uh, here. We can't let uh, – well, Aaron Donald won't be around to wreck things uh, for anybody <laughs> no, in this postseason. No. Uh, all right, E.T., why don't you fire up the 10-10 take, sir? 10-10. take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10-10 take. Brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. All right, based on what we predicted them to go this okay. year, right? I think we all would vote here, me, you, and ET at least, that the Jags have exceeded our expectations. Easily. Right? And that this was yeah. – one of the most lopsided questions of the day ever run in the history of questions of the day. Uh, polling at almost 92% right now that the Jags have exceeded your expectations regardless of what happened Saturday night. 7.6% say they met their expectations and didn't meet expectations is less than 1%, right? So uh, there's always an outlier. All right, but uh, the meteor question. Given these choices, who would you select as the Jags defensive MVP for 2022? That would be uh, Josh Allen, Tyson Campbell, Rayshon Jenkins, Foyer, Oluwakin. Tony, who are you voting for? I'd vote Rayshon. Rayshon, how come? Yeah. Uh, well, the last month has been unbelievable, right, from Rayshon Jenkins, but he's been around the ball all year. Essentially, he has been a guy that's been forcing turnovers, but the big turnovers here at the end of the season uh, against Dallas and Tennessee again last week, mm -hmm. it's nuts uh, the level of the plays that he's been getting for this defense in the last four or five weeks. E.T., who are you voting for for a defensive MVP? I'm also going to Rayshon, man. The man single-handedly won two games for us outside of uh, the crazy month he had in December. He arguably had one of the best defensive performances ever mm -hmm. for the Jags, and he, the dude is a stud, so I'm going to go with Rayshon. Yeah, I, I would as well. I think Foyer has been the most consistent I do too. player, right? You know, game in, game out, but I don't know if that – wins you games like I feel like Rayshon has been responsible right moment right time for those victories maybe they win it without it right if Dak doesn't throw the pick six maybe he throws one on the next play to somebody else sure. right and if if Rayshon doesn't chop it out of Joshua Dobbs hands they're punting right it's third and six so let's say he it's incomplete they punt it maybe the Jags win regardless but he did make those plays yeah they did result in touchdowns, plus he's filling up the stat sheet in terms of uh, tackles and assists. Yeah, and I would hope for Foyer's sake, right? This is back-to-back -back years where he's now led the National Football League in tackles and is getting basically no talk about Pro Bowl, any of that kind of stuff in either of these years. I would hope with you would expect the spotlight on the Jaguars to grow after having made the playoffs going into the 2023 season next year that Aluakon's name will at least be somebody that people will have to know at some point in time. This is back-to-back -back years. He's led the league in tackles. Right. And when I was talking to people in Nashville last week, they were like, who is Foyer Aluakon? 
who is this guy? I was that, like, that's odd that they wouldn't know right, who he I was. was. Like, he led the league in tackles. I do think, though, there's a perception that you lead the league in tackles when you play on a team that's bad and you're sure. on the field a lot. And sure. when you're trailing a lot in the second half of games, teams tend to run the ball against you and has, you have opportunities yeah. to make a lot of tackles. If he has this kind of year again next year for this team, that will be more in the spotlight. I hope he starts getting some of that notice. But I do think there is that some of that when you're no the doubt. tackle leader. It's like, okay, yeah, but where is he making them? No um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, people are more attracted to the splash plays, like the splash play of a bowl of chili with a side <laughs> of ribs and some bacon wrapped something or other uh, going on. Uh, fan cam, how are you? guys doing today we're, sounds like a great excellent. show uh, well I, you, you I look hope, handsome i think you actually look good with the teal beard i it brings out the color never done eyes. anything like it before I, I can't believe uh it came out as well as it did a little less hideous than i thought for when sure. did you dye it uh i've i dyed it three times over the last 24 hours okay so i've kind of kept uh adding a little to the teal and uh, and then I dumped the uh, the die off with uh, some members of your station here. So this might not be the only teal beard you see next couple of days. Um, I'm I'm wondering who that might be. Um, I know who it ain't gonna be. <laughs> ain't gonna be et. I was watching a cooking show with my wife. Might have been even last night. Like we watch uh, a variety of these, but Chopped I think was on, and one of the the female contestants had dyed her hair. And it might have even been teal, I think. It might have been purple. But either way, rivulets of that color sweat running down her face. So, you know, good thing it'll be chilly on Saturday night. (laughs) I don't mind a little teal on the face as long as we come out of this baby with a victory. And I'm looking forward to a quality game. I think the team's coming together. And we've seen the offense gel over the last six, seven weeks. And I think we're seeing signs of defense is starting to do the same. Well, uh, where are you serving up chili? Or are you – Dishing out chili on Saturday? What's the story? No doubt about it. It's a new tradition. Every time we host a home playoff game, we're going to have a habanero chili breakfast, or excuse me, dinner. In this case, sure. Or if you want to sleep in, have it for breakfast. You know, (laughs) it's going to be served later in the afternoon. We'll we'll be be eating chili all day long, starting with breakfast that day. Where are you uh, setting up? We we, uh, all tailgate. We got the back eight corner spots in the tailgate bar and grill parking lot, which is right there in northeast corner of the stadium. We've been there for about 15 years after they closed down parking lot R. So it's a great spot and uh, a lot of good good people, and there'll be a lot of chili and a little bit of cello nibbling, perhaps. As oh, well. lemoncello! Yes, what, indeed. What's the uh, what's the base ingredient in your lemoncello? Well, you start with grain alcohol. There and, you go. In my case, <laughs> my case, grain and vodka. I do a fifty-fifty, then throw zest in and continue to layer zest in every week for about two months. Then you mix it with a simple syrup, fifty-fifty with a simple syrup concoction. Give it another month, although the wife likes to get started right away at that point. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the product that you've got in your bag there is what comes out. You guys do a great job of holding off on the cello to the end of the show. The chili, the ribs, the sweet pepper poppers, but good good thing you didn't start on the cello yet. I, no, I tell you, that's celebratory at 2.30 a.m., my place. Uh, I'll see you there if you want a little post-gaming. <laughs> you want to get some post-gaming done uh, in the wee hours of Sunday morning. You know where I live. Come on by. We'll we'll go. We'll throw the uh, the headlights up on the twelfth green at the shores. You and I will go out there and drop a bunch from a hundred yards out and see how many we get closest to the pin. Amen. Well, if, all we, right. if we can still see the pin. Well, <laughs> well, that's what the headlights are for, right? <laughs> you know, we'll see. Et, you making it by fan cam's tailgate uh, on Saturday? Hey, I'm gonna be on the bike. I'm gonna look for him. Yeah, it's uh, add it to the list. Skirt, skirt. He's got like fifteen of them to. Uh, to yeah, show up for. I got to add the ones I didn't make last week and some. There you go. Hang out for a second. Let's say hello to XL Primetime.
Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Matt Hayes, what's going on? How are you? By the way, the best part about FanCam's feed, FanCam, oh, by the way, lives like two blocks from me. Best part about his feed. Have you been over to play the, uh, the replica 17? I will be. Not yet. I go by it every day. I will. Be. Um, it's all protein, no carbs, man. Touchdown. It's a healthy Touchdown. diet. It's the way you go, man. That's the way it is. Man. Cholo and chili. <laughs> I, I don't really care what's in it, uh, as long as it's tasty and filling. And oh, it's good. It is. Uh, so, what do you guys got cooking today? Uh, we're going to talk Jags. Uh-huh. We're, we're going to talk this nonsense with uh, Jaden Rashad and the Gators. <laughs> Um, I spoke to someone really close to the situation. I got some interesting information on it. So we'll get into that. We'll get into that from 12 to 2, and then we'll move along. All right. Uh, we'll look forward to it. Do you think he ends up going to the University of Florida when no, the dust settles? I, no, I don't think so. Darn it. Really hoping for the best for those Gators, man. Always do. I, I always do. I always do. All right, Matt, have a good All show right. coming up today. Matt, Matt is my uh, – Matt and I really got the season started together with the uh, – our long day of travel back from Canton, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, after the Hall of Fame game. We were travel buddies that day, and uh, it wasn't as bad as things have gotten these days. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Like, I wouldn't uh, – man, if I'm going somewhere, I'm taking a plane like three days ahead of time at this rate, it seems <laughs> like. So, glad I don't have to fly anywhere, Cam. Well, the latest problem was just out of, out of the blue, and they still don't know what went wrong with that, shutting down all the planes across the country like that. Uh Hopefully they can diagnose what happened. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Saturday? It's a no-brainer. I think this team's coming together. And uh, if I'm to give you some numbers, let me go with 34-13 Jaguars. <laughs> 34-13. Yes, sir. Uh, they're definitely going to need to renovate after that. Y'all may tear it down. Well, that's a lot closer than the first time around. That's seven points closer. Exactly right. Well, right? that's because we're taking our foot off the gas. We're giving them the an extra order. field goal. We're, we're settling for one more field goal than touchdown in this yes, game. Indeed. And, I uh, love it. Props to the crowd, man. The fans in this town love football, and they showed it last Saturday. And it's going to be nuts Saturday night, and I can't wait. Beautiful. Uh, we'll see you there uh, with all with 70,000 of your closest crazy friends, and may you all dye your beards teal, even the ladies, Woo-hoo! Uh, for this, uh, this <laughs> Saturday Let's get night. ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, for Tony Smith, for E.T., for Mike DiRocco, and the uh, one the only fan cam, uh, we've got XL Primetime coming your way. Tommy Mack tomorrow for a keys to victory Friday. Until then, go Jags. And have a great day from all of us here at Jaguars Today. Start taking care of y'all mantles, y'all bodies, and y'all chicken.